You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. This hour, there is nothing else we desire other than your voice. Speak to us in diverse language according to the capacity of our knowledge and understanding. Let one word drop upon that heart and upon us all as a church. Word that will draw us close to you. Word that will increase our faith. Word that will lift us out from a miry clay. Word that will take us out from the pit to the glory of your name and blessing of our life. For in Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Happy New Year once more again. Nice to see everyone looking great and good, smiling. Connected to the uh, crossover night service and uh, man, I saw the joy in everyone. Even though the network did not allow us to enjoy it to the fullness. But it was good. It's good to see the joy in the face of the people. My best moment is when I see people happy and rejoice. It's my best moment. It's like vitamin K for me. Makes me glad. Heals my wounds. Heals me. If I have malaria and I see people rejoicing, my healing starts to come. So it was good to see people happy that God has led them through year 2021 into 2022. It has not been an easy journey. But if we count our blessings and name them one by one, it will amaze us what the Lord has done. Praise God. God has started with all the wonderful good news. Our brother Chris Elendo and the wife have just received a blessing of a child. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a sign of good things that is on our way. Everything comes season by season. There are, uh, that's good, <laughs> hundreds of mangoes on mango tree, but all of them do not ripe at the same time, one after the other. Okay, to this morning, join me, go to Leviticus, chapter 26. Last Wednesday before Christmas, I started to share with us on something that has been so passionate, or something that God dropped in my heart. And throughout the holiday, all the churches that invited me to speak, or the place I went to speak, I carried on this message, though in different dimensions. Topic is divine rest is possible. Our text will be taken from Leviticus 26. I'm reading from verse number uh, 1 through to verse number 9. Can we read from New King James Version today? New King James Version. Thank you. From verse 1 to 9. You shall not make idols for yourselves, neither a carved image nor a sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourselves, nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land to bow down to it. For I am the Lord, 
your God. Verse 2. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my status and keep my commandments and perform them. Four. Then I will give you rain in its season. The land shall yield its produce. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruits. Five. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. Six. I will give peace in the land and you shall lie down. And none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts. And the sword will not go through your land. Seven. You will chase your enemies. And they shall fall by the sword before you. Eight. This is one of the most interesting parts of the scripture. A mystery. Five of you shall chase what? And a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to far to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Nine. Verse number nine. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. Divine rest is possible. Divine rest is when the doors of heaven are open to you. The storehouse of God is open to you. You don't have to toil for anything. When you need money, you have access to the storehouse of heavens. You walk in, you don't work for it. You just go there and take what you want. Sickness does not know your home address. Before they come, heaven has already responded and put them away. Calamities, frustrations, court cases, police cases, fighting, everything ceases. Divine rest is when you rest from all your struggles. I hear people pray and they say, God, give me my permanent site. Permanent site is a place of peace. A place of no struggle. So it is when God takes away struggles from you. It is when with little effort you have great harvest. That is what divine rest is all about. It is when people are tilling the ground but you are doing the harvesting. It is when there is peace all around you. It is when the mouth of the lions are shut on your behalf. Divine rest is when you wake up. While you were asleep, there were battles, there were fightings all around you. But as soon as you wake up, you just see that there are dead bodies all around. Meanwhile, you did not fight a single fight. You were even sleeping when the battle was going on. That is divine rest. Divine rest is when you are not struggling for anything. The enemy starts to walk against our life on the very first day we say, Jesus, here am I, I am yours. When you begin to notice some kind of delays in your life, know that the enemy is planning an unrest or restless life for you. He won't take it away from you. 
wants to take it away from you. As a young man, I used to tell God, I said, God, I'd like to finish having my children at a certain age because at 60, I don't want to still have a child in the secondary school. God had me, showed me mercy. Because what rest does a man have when at the age 60, he's still training children in primary school, not even in secondary school? So whenever you observe some delays in your life, it is a time to cry out to God. Because the enemy wants to take away the rest that God has planned for you. Even the government recognizes that at 60, you should be retiring. Except from, from uh, professors who retire at 70. So divine rest is when your life comes to a point of no struggle. You don't fight for anything. You don't struggle to eat you don't struggle to buy water. You don't struggle to, pa- to pay house rent. That is divine rest. God himself instituted rest. Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 2. We read. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day. From all his work, which he had done words. And verse 3. Verse number 3. We should be reading from New King James Version, actually. Then God blessed, okay. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his words. Work which God has created and made. So God instituted rest. If God established it, it means it is important. If God Himself rested, it means that rest is important. Rest should be desired, rest should be grateful. There should be passion for rest. There should be planning for rest. There should be strategy for rest. If God made it so. The Sabbath also was instituted by God for Israelites so that they can have rest. Exodus 31 And verse 15. Six days. 15. Exodus 31. Verse 15. Work shall be done for six days. But the seventh is the Sabbath of what? Of rest. Holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day. He shall surely be what? Show you the importance of rest. I remember years back when electricity came into our village. Before then, there was no electricity. It was lantern. And every compound started to have this fluorescent light. One of my cousins one day said, this people want to kill our old women and men. Because with this kind of fluorescent light, they will think it is still there and walk 24 hours without rest. God made the night so that after you have walked in the day, at night you sleep and rest. So rest is important for man. God sees rest as very important for man. For those he has created. So he said, look, six days work. But the seventh is Sabbath, a day of rest. It is holy unto me. It is important to me. 
But on the seventh, you must rest. But if anyone breaks it, please kill him. Because if you are not killed, you will kill yourself. Hard work doesn't kill. What kills is hard work without rest. Can walk yourself to your grave if you are not careful. And the Bible makes us to understand there is also yet another kind of rest. As written in Revelation 14 and verse number 13. But that kind of rest is not what we are talking about today. We will be talking about that kind of rest another time. Revelation 14, verse 13. There is yet another kind of rest. John said, then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit. That they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. That is another kind of rest. John saw this vision on the island of Patmos. And the voice said to him, write this down. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Because the worst punishment a man will have is after you have labored so much and at the point of your death, or at the point of your rest, you are still laboring. He said, I saw them. Right. That blessed are them who have lived their life in the Lord. Because there shall be a rest for them. In God's kingdom. Jesus said, lo, behold, I'm leaving you. But I'm going for a better place. I'm going to prepare a place for you. A great mansion. So that when I come back, I'll take you along with me. That where I am, you also will be. The Bible says that all sorrows will be wiped away. Tears will be dried up. We'll keep that rest for another day. So God instituted rest for those who walk and walk with him. God designed divine rest so that those who walk with him and those who will walk with him will one time in their life have rest. Leviticus 26 and verse number 5. Let's go back to that scripture. 26 and verse number 5. Say, so your treasure shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. In other words, you will continue to have enough to eat until the next meal comes. God is a God of order. Corn and yam don't come out the same time. Yam and cassava don't come the same time. Tomatoes and so on and so forth, they come in different seasons. He said, when I take you into rest, you will continue to have enough to eat until the next meal comes. In other words, if your divine helper has not been revealed, you will never have reason to lack anything until your divine helper manifests. If you don't have money yet to buy new clothes, he says, the one you have will never get old. Look, I remember when I used to have one shirt and one trouser. It is much later I began to ask myself, what even happened? That I keep washing this one shirt, one trouser, and yet
age doesn't get old. I still look good whenever it is Sunday and I put them on. And I told you that even without my one shirt and one trouser, I didn't know that a girl in the church was eyeing me. My wife today. I said, young man. So when God gives you divine rest, what you have will never be old until the new one is ready to appear. You have Gary at home. That Gary will never be exhausted until your yam comes into the house. You know, sometimes this saying that when the desirable is not available, they are available before undesirable, it's not always wrong all the time. Sometimes the available remains there because God is packaging something. Something is cooking. You know, when you go to big restaurants, there are three course meals. For those of you big men like me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You get sit down, they give you water first. And then you have some peanuts to you know play with on the table. And suddenly they give you the appetizer, they call starter. And while you are taking that, someone is standing there watching. You don't know the signal that is going on. Before you are done with the starter, the man takes it out. The next person brings in the meal. And while you are eating, the other person is watching. As they are watching, they are calculating and counting the time. You don't see those things, but some signs are going on. And as soon as you are done with that, they take it away. The desert comes in. And then when you are done with that, you begin to pick your teeth. That is divine rest. <laughs> the one you have will never be exhausted until the next comes. Until it is time for the next to appear. That is what God is saying here. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. That is why David says that he prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemy. Because what God has given cannot be taken by the enemy. Can't. Can anybody take your pension from you? Once you retire and they give you your check, who is that man that can take it away from you again? Nobody. Sometimes it looks these things are not possible. Sometimes we cry, we weep. When shall this struggle come to an end? When will I rest from this level? But God is saying to us today, you and I, that divine rest is possible. But like every advertisement you see, you hear. Believe when our brother Edet was still with Glow, he can tell us more about this. Glow will announce break a day. Buy one, take ten free. And before the end, they will say times and condition apply. <laughs> They don't tell you that until you have entered. Verse 9 of Leviticus 26. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you and confirm my covenant with a covenant. That's the terms and condition. How many of us have covenant with God? We just wake up, live our life as there is nothing at stake with God. Stand up and praise him. You sit down. Sit down and praise him. You stand up. Disobedience. 
He said to them, when you cross over to the land I will give unto you. This is our year of moving forward. But let me tell you, I'm not a prophet of doom. It is not likely that all of us are going to move forward and go forward. Because there is terms and condition attached. Because he said, when you cross, and if you obey, and you are willing, only then will you eat the good of the land. So, you may cross over with us, only to be a spectator. The one who class for us. Every last Sunday, we we'll all come with our testimonies. You'll be clapping. How long will you clap? How long? There's no passion. You see, I have one pain. That is about the youth. And God is taking my heart to different dimensions about these youths. Most of us will not have rest because we did not show our children the right path to life. I went to my town and I, it became a burden and I called them. I called the youths because look, if we are not careful what is happening in Europe and part of the West will happen to us in Nigeria and Africa. In Europe, young ones don't go to church anymore. Some churches are closed. Closed. I was somewhere in Newark and then there was one building and I saw it that some, you know, things like leaves were growing there. And I asked my friend there, I said, what is happening here? Is it not a church? Don't they have members to clear? He said, nobody's going to that church. The place is closed down. And so, in my meeting, this is where I traveled. I called the pastors under Pentecostal Fellowship of Nigeria. I had a meeting with them, and everybody was sharing the same concern. I went to the other block. I met the Archdeacons and the Anglican you know, priests there, talking with them. They were also complaining about the same thing. I had another meeting with the other block, the Catholics, their priests, while meeting, they were complaining of the same thing. I called a bishop, an auxiliary bishop, under Onicha Diocese, discussing the same passion and what I wanted to do. He was telling me that we are having the same problem. So it caused across denominations everywhere. And then I called the youths. I gave them charge. So the only thing you will not do is to pick up the bill. I will pick the bill for expenses. Anybody that answers Anthony, Margaret, Vincent, any young boy or girl that enters into church in this community, it is operation catch them. So we are beginning from February this year to launch it out. But while I was talking with the pastor, somebody rose, the pastor rose up and began to say, our youth were disappointed at that. I say, pastor, I think we should blame ourselves. When in church, there is no passion for God. And your child is sitting right there, watching at you, looking at you. Clap your hand, you can't clap, and your child is sitting there, looking at you. You cannot pray, and your child is sitting down looking at you. Evangelism, you cannot go, and your child is sitting there looking at you. Bow down your knees, bow down your knees in worship and praise. You cannot do that, and your child is seated looking at you. Science have told us that children learn more by observance than what you say to them. And so they are looking. If you do not get them now, the rest you are looking for tomorrow will not come to you. There's one young man in my town. One day he came back home. Went straight to the port. 
there was a yam porridge, vegetable yam porridge made. Started eating and the father called him and said, nonsense. Useless boy. You have walked around and toyed all the town and now you've come to eat. That is what you are good at. The boy carried the pot of vegetable yam porridge and capped his father with it. And didn't feel bad about it. Some are crying and weeping today when they are supposed to be resting. Because their children have lost it. Show them what they will see and know that it is something good to obey God, to serve God, to honor God all the days of their lives. Church is 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. And you are there, still struggling with one thing or the other, sorting out clothes, sluggishly preparing for it. Your child, children are watching you. If you are not careful, the rest you are looking for will elude you. Will elude you. You sit down in the room, lounge. You are gossiping before them. A sister comes to visit you. Two of you will sit down and gossip your pastors. I don't even know what they are doing in that church. I don't know if it's church. They are hearing you. You are not doing the church. You are doing yourself. Because they are losing faith and confidence in the church. The time will come when they start to sag. All of you who want to dress your little girls, they have come of age. You give them the mini skirts. You give them the spaghetti. What happened to the khaki that we wore when we were growing up? Things that covers the whole body. I was coming back the day before yesterday and then in the airplane, this man was there, the wife was there, and the girl, her own, his own daughter, what she was wearing was just up here. And they didn't feel any harm about it. <laughs> uh, time of midnight cry is coming. Time for midnight cry is coming. But divine rest is possible for you. If you can rise today and show these young ones that there is something good about God. Beginning from the way you do things. Go forward. Yes, we are going forward. <laughs> Not all of us. And by chance you move on there. Be careful. You may be struggling. And struggle. And struggle. Let's begin to live our life in such a way and manner. That when our children look at us. They will understand that it's good. Look. Forget about prayers, binding and losing, demon dying. The young generation don't care about all that. This is an era of science and technology. One plus one is two. And if you tell him you can pray and change one plus one to change to three, he will not believe you. It's an era of science and technology. They won't believe you. In our time, it was long division. When you are trying to solve one mathematics, eh? one full page is gone. Before you get to the end. Today is X of 2 minus X1 and blah, 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 blah. Short, bam. It's an era of science and technology. Look, I argue with my kids, and when they come about this, they say, God, when I say pray, they say, I pray for this one. Why should you pray about this one? Is this one, is this one? And then this COVID thing, they will give you, look, they know more than you do. Give you an, an analytical, you know, figures, statistics. But I always tell them, I say, one day you will need God. You may not need God when you are solving the problem, but there will always one day come a time when you are left with a choice. Choose between A and B. It is only God that will help you to choose the right one. Only God. First Chronicle 22, verse 9 to 12. 
Solomon did not fight any battle in his life. You know why? Because covenant of rest can be transferred to our children. It can. It's not absolute. Okay, 1 Chronicles 22, verse 9 to 12. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon, for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. 10. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. 11. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. David was a good king. Doesn't matter anything. That is why you be careful when you see people doing wrong thing and you celebrate and you run them down. Uh, yeah, they are evil, they are dead, they should be crucified and nailed to death. Because God is not looking for the super holy, He's looking for a willing heart. It was only a willing heart that made. Or gave David that title, a man, after God's heart. And then he looked at himself and said, I want to build a house. I have passion to build for God. I want to build a house that no man else has built for him. But God said to him, you will not. But a son from you will build it for me. And then God told him some things that will happen to that son. And then he called his son Solomon. Say, look, I desire to build house for God. But there was so much struggle in my life. God said there was so much fight in my life. God said there was so much trouble. There was so much contention in my life. God said I had fought so much battle. God said there, was so, there is so much blood in my hand. And therefore, I cannot build. But that my son will build it. Then he called Solomon. And told him what God said to him. I said, this son shall be a man of rest. And under him, Israel will flourish. If you read the Kings, the Chronicles, there is no single place the Bible recorded that Solomon went to war. He enjoyed the rest from the Lord. Forget about the latter end of Solomon. And may God never allow us not to finish well in Jesus' name. But he now charged him at that verse number 12. He says, Solomon, this thing will only be made possible if you are obedient to the Lord. If you will serve the Lord your God. If you will serve him. If you will honor him. If you will walk with him. He said, look and behold. He is going to give you rest. So Solomon, there was no war. The land was flourishing under him. He had no reason to go to struggle the land. Look, little rain. The crops were all coming up. The Midianites were not coming to take them away from him, from them. God gave him rest. Because he obeyed. What could make a man offer about a thousand cows to God 
as a burnt offering. It can only be obedience to God, love for God, passion for God. You don't give any man anything unless you love him or her. That is why you give. It is love that compels you. It is concern for the person that compels you. That is truth. So he gave a thousand. I don't know how many cow will enter here, this church. So imagine in your head. Imagine it. And they were all coming in. Roasting. Roasting. And the smoke was going up. You won't blame God. The smell was much. And then he stood up and said, where is this coming from? I could feel the angel saying, from Solomon, the son of David, the man of rest. He said, Solomon, I've given you rest. But this time, something needs to be added. Say, ask anything that you want. Because by reason of your obedience, heaven is shaking. Oh my goodness. If God will ask all of us here, give us blank check to write what we want. I'm sure we'll write the front and write the back. Solomon said to him, Lord, I, everything is good with me. There is rest in the land. But I just need wisdom. God said just that and gave him more. So divine rest is possible even for your children if you lead them right, if you teach them right, if you lead them to the paths of obedience and righteousness. Say if you are willing and obedient then the good of the land will be yours. Jeremiah 6 and verse number 16. Jeremiah 6, 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old parts where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. They said, we will not do what? Walk in it. They may not have said it that way with their mouth, but their body language, their actions say, we will not. I am not a prophet of doom. But this year will only be for those who know their gods. If you think that dollar is ever going to go back to 100 naira, then you're a dreamer. You are dreaming. If you think there is going to be a scent that will do magic more than Buhari is doing now, I think you need to think again. You need to think again. I've never seen one single government in this country where people say this one is the best. There is always wanting to complain about each government. So what makes you think that when he leaves, the one that will come in will be the best? The theory of Awolowo and Sadana's politics is what will play. They said Zeke told his people that he has the key to Rivanijah and Babish. Now once he opens it, Nigeria will be flooded. And his followers believed it. The followers of Sadana believed it. So when they were worried, Sadana said to them, you see your praying mat, just hold it. Whenever Zeke opens Babish and opens Rivanijah, put your mat on the water and you begin to sell. So they all believed it. So for us as believers, our obedience 
to the commandments of God. I don't know why God attaches so much importance to obeying him. Is it because obeying him is the only thing that will make you to do his will? That is why I always tell people, I say, look, a young man, if you want to marry, don't look for the most holy. No, 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 no. Don't look for the most holy. Look for the obedient one. Obedient woman will be anything you want her to be. If you want her to be holy, she'll be holy. Want her to be righteous, she'll be righteous because she loves you and wants to obey. Marry a man that obeys and fears God. The time he's so angry and wants to lift his hand, he will remember. <laughs> if for nothing, he will remember, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. But make sure you are committed in the house of God so that you become a prophet in the house. So when she raises his hand, he will see the prophet and anointed one in your life and put it down. God desires total obedience to his word. Commitment to his word. They say we will not do. Get committed, get committed to the things of God. We will not. Our service starts 8 o'clock. Nobody is there. Midweek service, nobody is there. If you have a genuine reason, that is okay. But some don't have genuine reason not to be there. It's just laziness and nonchalant attitude. And you want to cross over? Look at your house. It is the child who is closest to you that you give special gifts. That is the way it works. Even in my house, everybody receives one allowance, level allowance, but there is one. After others have received the whole allowance, he gets extra and instruction. Ada, don't tell anyone. So it happens. So when you are committed to God, Heaven will always stand for you. If you don't have it now, it is a matter of time. Sometimes when it is not right, I sit to assess my life and ask myself question. I always say to myself, it is not God's fault. It must be me. Matthew 11. So surround up now. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Matthew 11. Verse 20 and 29. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus is not calling laborers from the farm to come and drink water or to be settled. He's calling on religious people. Calling on people who are struggling with faith. Believing and trusting him. They have a pattern they have positioned in their hearts. No matter what you say, they will not change and still they are suffering. They are better than everyone else in the church. They are the most righteous. They are closest to the bishop, to the archbishop and apostle. And even when they walk and when they talk, no apology. They want you to know they are closer to the pastor. They are the one who take decision. Religious people. Say, come to me. Because I see burden. I see yoke upon your head. You are playing religion. You are having the form of godliness. The power is not there. We see you in church, but you are never transformed. You have been here for 10 years or more, but we can't say you belong to one department. You are playing church. You are playing church. There is nothing you can say you are doing in the house of God. And you want to cross over? The crossing over is not for everybody. Terms and condition applies. 
Only those who will seek him, who will find him, who will walk with him, say, come. Come. Self-righteousness is not the in thing now. Come and have rest for your soul. When you begin to see yourself as the most holy, something is wrong with you. When you begin to see yourself as the only person that is right in the church, something is wrong with you. And I've come to even see and know that those who think they are the most valuable and most important are the most ineffective in the church. Go and ask any pastor all over the world who are the most troublesome, who come to, for counseling every now and then. It is the ones who are not committed. The complainers, the backbiters, the haters, the gossipers. They are the one who, because the one who is committed, heaven is fighting their battles for them. They don't need the counseling. They don't need the special prayers. They don't need the waiting at night. Because he said, if only you will be willing and obedient, then I will give you everything, even your enemies. Look, can you imagine five chasing 100? That is rest. You don't need a whole army. And hundred, chasing a thousand. That is divine rest. And your enemies falling before you by the sword. That is divine rest. You are not struggling for them. Oh my goodness, Jesus was with his disciples and then they were in the farm on a Sabbath day plunging corn and the disciples of John came and said, what is happening? Why are your men not fasting? How can they fast when the master is there with them? When you enter into divine rest, that will be your story. When people are saying it is, there is scarcity in the land and they say, why are you laughing? Say, why won't I laugh? Don't you know the master is with me? Come unto me. Drop those burdens. Drop those hatred. Drop those back gossips. Drop those backstabbing. Drop those hatred. Drop those I, I am better syndrome. Drop them. Jesus said, come to me. Find rest. Stop the competition and rivalry. You don't assess yourself by anybody. Don't compare yourself with another man's standard. You don't know their journey. Bible said that they who compare themselves with another are fools. Concern yourself with whom God has made you to be. If he is wearing gold on his feet, it's not your problem. Wear your leather with pride. If it pleases the Lord to make you to wear gold on your feet, the time will come when you wear it without struggle. If you have a car today, rejoice in the Lord, but don't think that those who don't have it are stupid. They are not hardworking. And don't always open your mouth and begin to say, eh, hey, Diogo. Frosters. Open a froster, this German again. I want not wiggle the easy. Just wore your own. Celebrate success with Obiocha good hearts. Celebrate miracle with good hearts. When God has blessed your brother or your sister, rejoice from the depth of your heart for what God has done. When they say, lift up your hands and thank God for this brother or that sister. Don't lift to, it's not a time to begin to lift up your hands and say, God, he's a sinner, he's a sinner. If you can do it for him or her. Father, why can't you remember me? That is not the time. What they say is lift up your hands and thank God for the miracle in the life of your brother and your sister. When you rejoice on what God has given someone, God will give you your own. You know, before I built a house, I always have this culture. Anywhere I go and my friend is building, I buy bread and cook for the workers on site. I do that. Rejoicing with them and encouraging the people to do good work for him. Come out of religion. 
come out. Come out, I'm the best syndrome. That I'm the best syndrome. Come out of it. Jesus, while on earth, said no one is good. Not even me. Except the Father. Come unto me. I will give you rest. So that when you see your brother or your sister, you're not grinding and groaning inside. You will rejoice. Any day God takes away this my smile from me, then I'm gone. Because good time, bad time, I like to be happy. I like to rejoice. Anytime. Doesn't matter what is happening. Because I know that the God of the valley is the God of the mountain. When things begin to go wrong, I know he'll make it right. At the appointed time, say, never will he leave nor forsake me because I have his mark upon my forehead. See, that mark is a sign that I am his. No amount of conspiracies from the pit of hell will put me down. For when I'm walk, walking, I'm walking with him. Because there is a destination. I'm a child of covenant. Nothing can stop me. Nothing can cut my life short. Nobody can stop the blessing when he comes. Mordecai toyed all his life at the gate as a gatekeeper. But he was a virtuous man. And one day, when it was his time, the king lost his sleep. Because it was time to send this man into a place of rest. He has walked barefooted for a long time. But still, he was faithful and committed to God. The king was not the best for them because the man was punishing them. Yet, he decided that the king's life must not be terminated. Sometimes, that man or woman you are looking by the side and praying for his downfall, her downfall, for sickness to kill him, let him or her die. Be careful, he can only be, he could be, the instrument God is going to use to lift you up. Say the king is bad. My treat us the Jews. But he will not die. And king could not sleep. Say, has anything been done to this man? They call him man. Foolish people. Look, when they call you about somebody, give good advice. Talk good about them. He said, he thought he was the one the king was talking about. What will be done? Say, call him now. Clothing, giving the king signage and everything and so on and so forth. <laughs> and the king said, go and do the same for Mordecai. And Mordecai began to ride like a king. What manner of rest? Stand up and give him praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. God can do it again. And again, and again, he's the same God today as his own. Yes, today and today and forever the same. That's the reason to die. God can do it God can do it again. And again, and again, He's the same God today as He's
of Mordecai, God made him to enter into rest from struggles. By obedience to the commandments of God, Solomon did not pull out his sword for one day to fight a battle. Land flourished. There was peace in the land. I don't know what that struggle has been. I don't know what you have been struggling with. I don't know. But you can talk to him now. Talk to him about these struggles. They are your endless desires. You have tried. You have tried. You have tried and tried. But it's still there. Can you make a promise to God? And ask him to give you rest from that struggle. Some of us are struggling with children. God can give you rest. Some of us are struggling with unemployment. Ask him to give you rest. Some of us are struggling with failing business. Ask him to give you rest. Some of us are struggling with our faith. We've not been able to stand. Jesus said, to settle you out of this struggle. Tell him to bring you out of this struggle this year 2022. Let him give you rest. If he has done it before, he can do it again. If there is any testimony anywhere in the world where God has delivered men from their struggle and has led them into their rest, he can do it for you. Tell him, Lord, take me out of this struggle and take me into rest. Lift me out of this struggling. Take me into the place of my rest. Deliver me from these struggles. They are too heavy for me. I can't bear them anymore. I can't. They are painful. They take my joy away. Father in heaven, we lift these hands up to you as a mark of surrender to you. We lift our hands up to declare to the heavens and earth that our help comes only from you. Upon these hands lifted are diverse struggles and pains. But you promised a covenant with us that when we live in obedience, 
that you are going to make us to enter into rest from these troubles. Your sons and daughters have made various promises to you today to follow you, to walk with you, to live in obedience to your words. Father, as many has made this commitment to you, as many has made this pledge to you, O Lord God, who answers by fire, who answers speedily, please hear from heaven and hear the cry of your people. Let every struggle now be lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever pain is planted by the enemy. For the Bible said that while men were sleeping, the enemy went around planting tires. By the power that is in the name of the risen Christ Jesus, we speak uprootments of every pain wherever they are in the life of the people in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever has planted the struggles that we go through, even if they have been planted because of error of sin, the Bible says that even the lawful captive can be set free. We stand upon the liberty that Jesus has given unto us to declare that even the lawful, the lawful struggles, the lawful pains are broken now in the name of Jesus Christ. We decree that from now henceforth as we enter into this new covenant of obedience within, with the almighty God, that we are free from struggles. We are free from struggles. We are free from struggles. We are free from pain. We are free from limitation. We are free from stagnations. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for honoring the words of the prayers of your servants today. Let your name and your name alone be glorified. Testimonies shall come to you. Songs of praises shall come to you for what you have done. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Let this church shout a thunderous amen. Amen. Another amen. And a more glorious amen. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.